0: Welcome back to the Craps Jackpot Fantasy Football League. I am your host and commissioner, Andrew, the Commissioner Zerk. I don't know. I guess that would be the nickname here. Uh, Week 11 starts tonight, and we've got, uh, well, it's 11-18-2021. So week week 11 officially starts tonight. Big breaking news. Antonio Brown uh, faked his vaccination card, so that man might be hitting. That's a federal offense, I'm pretty sure. I think that... If it's true, he's going to get dropped by uh, by Tampa. Um, wow. Okay. Incredibly weird one. Um, looking at our league standings as they are right now, we've got first place with Blood Brothers at an 8-2 and two record. Uh, a, a switch here the last two weeks as Andy hands the mantle of the best team in the league over to those guys. Andy sits in second place. Got a lot of points from Derrick Henry early on. Derrick Henry obviously sitting now. Andy's starting to get riddled with some late-season injuries. And very unfortunate. Um, tied in second place is myself with the 7-3 record. Uh, less points here by over 100. So Andy has that second place pretty firm here just based on points alone. Uh, Mick drops to fourth place. And by drop, I mean he stays in fourth place. But dropping by losing last week uh he has a six and four so we got an eight and two two seven and three is one six and four two five and zeros and that's in the form of bone city and hans moment these are your playoff contenders in relatively comfortable like you know if they're sitting on the hot seat right now it would just be like lukewarm um one of these two teams will go to the playoffs for sure uh in that hunt would be galis's gents at four and six it's a Far Cry, he's on a four-game lose streak. Hans Molman on a four-game win streak. Bone City on a two-game win streak. Pontiac Bandits is starting to come around. Number one in the power rankings always. His team is stacked. It's just absurd how many points get scored against him. Um, but I, I think the absurdity more happens from the fact that if you look at points against that mantle, false appeal at 3-7 and seven here. His team not putting up a whole bunch of points in return. But he's just getting pummeled, sitting at a three and seven record as well in ninth place, and in ten places. This is the year, Jake, with the two and eight record, sub thousand points, eleven hundred points against eleven seventy two, so pretty middle of the pack in terms of points against. Um, just not all coming together this year. Uh, let's just take a moment before we get into the matchups coming up this week to uh, maybe talk about the power rankings as we do on a pretty average. Uh, basis here in uh on the podcast it it baffles me so this week is actually the first time in several weeks that Pontiac bandits has not sit at the top of those power rankings number one is blood brothers there's a obviously a good reason for that um there's a lot of depth on that team uh Pontiac bandits is 99. Jake the Snake is 89, Bone City 81, Hans Molman 81, Kickers Are People 2 has dropped substantially down to 79, Thundercats 71, Camper Dude 63, Gayless Gents 56, and this is year 44. Uh, So yeah, projected standings for the remainder of the year. You're looking at one through six place teams as follow. Blood Brothers, Kickers Are People 2, Jake the Snake, Camper Dude, Bone City, Hans Molman. Uh, 7, 8, 9, and 10 would be Pontiac Bandits at 7. Galus is Gents at 8. Thundercats at 9. This is year at 10. Just some tough schedules here. Uh, for those, Blood Brothers is a lock for the playoffs at this point. Um, Yahoo has not confirmed it yet, but there is no path. I have, I have seen it where they cannot make the playoffs. They have 100% playoff odds right now. They are your favorites for champion with a 27% chance. Kickers are people too and Jake the Snake are also a 99% chance. It's greater than 99. Uh, you're looking at an 18% for Andy to win it all, 19 for Jake the Snake. Camper Dude uh, has an 89% chance with an 8% to win it. Bone City with an 80% to make it and 11% to win it. Hans Bowman with a 74% and a 9% to win it all. Um, for all six of these teams that are looking like they're going to make it, it is a wild card toss-up. We know about injuries all too well. Some of you guys, like Jeff, have fought tooth and nail to get to this point. Beginning of the season wasn't looking good, and then through many, 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 many trade offers and finagling in ways that I will never understand. People giving them an opportunity to fight back have made their way into the six people slots to make the playoffs. Well, effectively. Reducing the ceilings of their teams. And yet, here they are. So congratulations to them. Shrewd moves. Love the tenacity to get you to, uh, to the point that you're at. Um, and that's what we're looking at here. So coming up on our Week 11 matchups, the biggest matchup of the week this week is going to come down to, I mean, I, I personally think your 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 two spots here are going to be Bone City and Galus' Gents. Um, Galus is fighting to make that, that playoff spot. And Jake the Snake and Blood Brothers, excuse me. So Jake the Snake and Blood Brothers here, we're both tied. I mean, we're both tied in terms of points that Yahoo predicts we're going to score this week. We'll get into that matchup. On the other token, this is effectively me being able to tie myself for first place and locking in a buy on week one if I can win this matchup here. So it's a tough one for me. Um... On the other hand, Bone City and Galus Gents. like I said, this is a fight for the playoffs here, right? Galus is trying to keep his playoff hopes alive while Brett is trying to solidify his spot at number five. Um, If Jeff wins this week and and, uh, Brett loses, that will knock him out because it will put Galus in tie for that spot. So um, not out of it completely, obviously, but things obviously change very much. So let's go through from kind of the bottom to the top here. Um, Second place facing the... Ninth-place team here is Kickers Are People 2 and uh, Thundercats. So Thundercats is going to line up Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, Jamar Chase, Alvin Kamara, Saquon Barkley, Dalton Knox, Tyler Lockett, and the Philadelphia defense. Uh, With that, I'm projecting a 117 to Yahoo's 120. Not much of a big difference here. I actually give a little bump to Jalen Hurts by about a point here. Uh, AJ Brown I give him a bump of a point Jamar Chase is even with his line Alvin Kamara I just it's Philadelphia's defense believe it or not I'm not sure the health of Alvin Kamara right now he's gonna be fine he's gonna put me on my ass and say he'll score 30 points this week I'm sure of it but I got him just at 15 Saquon Barkley 15 match with them uh, Dalton Knox nine the rest of the way these are pretty average the Philadelphia defense is is my 11th ranked defense this week I think there is a, a better one available for, for pickup uh, Andy starting and Justin Fields Metcalf Tyler Boyd Eckler A.J. Dillon Dalton Schultz uh, Hollywood Brown and the Arizona defense I got him at 111 so I actually have Thundercats with the advantage this week against kickers for people Too. Uh important note we we're all already very much aware that Derrick Henry is sitting on an IR. Chase Edmonds also hit IR, and uh, you know I think Eli Mitchell may not play this week. He has a broken finger, which I know doesn't sound like a huge deal. Running back gripping the ball right, they're going to say, oh, they'll numb it up and he'll be able to grip it. Well, if your hand is numb, I don't see how you grip the ball very effectively. So I think he might sit this week, and if he does, there's going to be some other pickups that could happen. To slot that in. All that aside, Andy doesn't even have him playing. AJ Dillon is the benefactor of an Aaron Jones MCL sprain. He is going to be a monster uh on the field. He's going to get a lot of running room. There is not anything else in that running game that I want to be a part of if it doesn't have anything to do with A.J. Dillon this upcoming week. Probably this and the next week for A.J. Dillon. And then I think Green Bay goes into a late season buy here, uh, which would be Put Aaron Jones' return in week 14 just in time for the playoffs. Um, All that said, Justin Fields should have a good game against Baltimore. I'm not sure I put him inside the top 10 for QBs of fantasy football. As a matter of fact, I got him ranked more towards 20 just because it's Matt Nagy's offense. Um, I'm aware what he could do. Baltimore's defense is not stingy, um, but they're also not great against uh, quarterbacks. They rank 11th in the league, so I don't love this particular play here. Uh, DK Metcalf. Could go off. Right now he's sitting with a questionable tag. The other thing is Russ didn't look like himself. I think Russ tried to rush himself back. Arizona's defense is good. Uh, Metcalf dealing with a foot injury. So some questions there surrounding him as well. Uh, Tyler Boyd, I think there are plenty of better options for uh wide receiver as well when it comes to that. I've got him at 41. I understand being tied to a high-octane offense, but he is the third, maybe even arguably the fourth target on that offense. Austin Eckler, solid play every week. Pittsburgh's a good defense. Don't be fooled. TJ Watt, out this game. Uh, Austin Eckler is ranking higher than I have him ranked at RB5. I think he's probably sitting at 2 or 1 this week, but we'll go over those 2-1 matchups later. AJ Dillon, RB11. Uh, it's tough not to want to rank him higher, knowing that he's going up against the Minnesota defense in a division game. Defense sucks against a the run. They're 10th. He'll get about 16 points minimum, and I think that's a good game for him. Dalton Schultz is a good pickup this week. Um, Higby's on by. Uh, you got Stafford and Cup on by as well, so you're just kind of filling in. Uh, Hollywood Brown in the flex. Uh, switch it out with DK Metcalf, Andy. Marquise Brown playing at noon, Metcalf 325. Tyler Boyd, 305-2, so you got literally the worst of the three wide receivers sitting here, flex here. Uh, but Chicago sucks. Marquise Brown is going to have a huge game. I got him at WR15. But expect him, he could pop off pretty good this week. So, edge to peel in this matchup. Moving on, uh, we're going to glance over this one very quickly because we're, we're looking at literally the most points projected to score this week versus the least points projected to score this week. And that is Pontiac Bandits versus this is, uh, this is the year. So, uh, Mahomes, Diggs, Adams, Cook, Carter at running back, uh, Travis Kelsey, DJ Moore in Cleveland. Um, looks like... Everybody except Kelsey's playing a noon game here, uh, Kelsey and Mahomes, obviously. Yeah, I'm looking at 139. I got Mahomes at QB3. He looked really good this week, even though he's going up against Dallas. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a good matchup. So Jake has not fully set his roster yet. We're missing a running back. Or we're missing a wide receiver here. So right now the point total is 139 to 175 in favor of Ryan. By a long margin, Ryan has the most points. To be scored this week again. I don't understand how he doesn't sit at number one in the power rankings with the threat of missing the playoffs. Hans Mullman, Camper Dude, an interesting matchup this week because you're four over six here. Um, but because Mick has the advantage on the record by being able to essentially lose two games before fighting for a tie with anybody, um, Mick gets this one. So we're looking at 125 in favor of the, the Jeff squared to Camper Dude. You've got Prescott, Cooper, Cooks, McCaffrey. Damian Williams, who was traded for, 21. I love that trade In with regards to Jeff Squared acquiring him. Miles Gaskin and the Baltimore defense versus Joe Burrow, Tyreek Hill, Mike Williams, James Conner, Joe Mixon, Zach Ertz, Josh Jacobs in Tennessee. Look, I think a couple of things. One, this is a really good matchup that doesn't display as well on paper. Uh, two, it's a big game for both these guys just to fight for that playoff spot or hold a playoff spot that that much more firm i think if mick loses outright he could get knocked out and hans needs to win just to keep that playoff contention dream alive so burrow's going again against the vegas defense they've played really well this year uh tyree kill at dallas i get or i'm sorry versus dallas at home i get that it's dallas's defense it's a home game they're they're bouncing back you start to see it tyree kill He's going to get more involved. He's our WR2 for the week. Um, You know, I mean, last game he went 10 for 7 with two touchdowns. That's what he does. He's got 8 on the year. He's close to 1,000 yards already. He is ranked 8th overall. He's got 111 targets. You never worry about Tyreek Hill. Um, Mike Williams has not been playing as well lately. Um, He now has less targets coming off their bye. He has not seen over six targets in a game. He's not past 60 yards in a game and he has not had a touchdown since week five so i i have a little bit of a panic meter going for mike williams i'm not sure if he's playing healthy or not um he he has a knee injury but they are saying it's a non-factor and i just don't love the situation that mike williams is in james connor on the other hand is now in rb1 territory i i thought this before with chase edmonds out and just the amount of touchdowns that connor has scored all year I usually like the way that Arizona produces for a one running back uh, non-committee over having multiple running backs because it's either a mess or it's gorgeous for fantasy. You're looking at gorgeous territory here. Yes, James Conner's ranked 44 in the season. Yes, he has less than 500 rushing yards. He has 11 rushing touchdowns. They're in the red zone all the time. If if my floor is pretty stable because I, I can bank on the fact that that team is going to be... Red zoning more than most teams. Yeah, I want a guy that is borderline. And not only that, he gets Seattle this week who's just been garbage. Absolute garbage against the running backs this year. They're number two in terms of allowing the most points against running backs. So, yeah, I love James Conner this week. RB10 because of it. Joe Mixon, RB9. um, You know, coming off of a bye now against Vegas. Vegas is very generous to running backs as well. Joe Mixon healthy. I'd like to see them continue to get him more involved in, you know, the way that they're playing. Um, But I don't think you've had a a week at all. Maybe outside. Yeah, outside of week two. The only time you haven't gotten uh, double digit points from Joe Mixon. So uh, nothing to super worry about with a guy like Joe. Zach Ertz, uh, he will do well. He'll be just outside the top 10 for me, sitting at 12. Josh Jacobs is a solid RB2 option with a 3.05 game. Um, James Conner plays the little later game there, but you don't have a lot of options there since all the running backs play at 3.05 or later. Then the Tennessee defense against Houston is the number one defense this week. So I've got the the line at 125 to Hans moment to 115. Yahoo has it 125 to 121. Um, I could see both of those projections being right. I could see it being vastly in favor of one team or the other. That's an interesting game to watch bone city versus Galus is gents here. So, I mean, not a whole lot to say here. Um, we don't know the status of Kyler Murray. looks like Galus is going to be playing Tannehill, Deontay Johnson, Jalen Waddle, uh, uh, Brandon Bolden, uh, Leonard Fournette, TJ Hawkinson. Um, We've got Elijah Moore, San Francisco's defense, who was playing Jacksonville this week. Up against Aaron Rodgers, Debo, CeeDee Lamb, Najee Harris, David Montgomery, Darren Waller, J.D. McKissick, and the Dallas defense here. So 122-103 to 103 in favor of Brett. Uh, like Aaron Rodgers this week against Minnesota, division game, he carves those guys up. Debo Samuel, WR5 this week against Jacksonville. He'll put up 20. CeeDee Lamb, WR6 this week against Kansas City. Going to be a shootout. Najee Harris, RB3 against the Chargers. Yeah, it's a solid run defense, but quite frankly, I mean, they have not done that at all this year. They were letting up so much. Um, David Montgomery looks great. Um, middle of the pack, Baltimore run defense. You can definitely run on him. Darren Waller. Uh, again, let's say, you know, Montgomery is the engine of this offense too. Darren Waller has not been playing up to his potential, in my personal opinion, this year since week one when he got 19 freaking targets. Um they're going to have to manufacture more ways to get him the ball. He only has two touchdowns all year, which is really, really uncharacteristic for Waller, especially for the draft capital that was paid to get him. J.D. McKissick at Carolina, uh, I'm not in love with it. I think it's a little bit of a desperation play for a flex, but quite frankly, you know, Washington doesn't utilize Antonio Gibson. They have uh, every reason to be out of contention in this game quickly, which spells J.D. McKissick over Antonio Gibson with how their game scripts go. Uh, 122 for Brett Ryan Tannehill on Houston, just outside my top ten. I got him at 12, but it's Houston. I'm not sure they're going to pass that much. They might try to get their run game going with Henry out and figure out how it goes. This is a game for them to figure out how to do that. Deontay Johnson at 11 versus the Chargers. Really like Deontay Johnson this year. I think he's underrated, underutilized just because of quarterback play. It's very uh, Terry McLaurin in terms of somebody I would compare him to. Jalen Waddle with the Jets here, 21. Brandon Bolden, don't like it at all. Thursday night game, uh, RB 44 for me. Leonard Fournette, RB 12. Um, yeah, I love that versus the Giants. It's a good play. TJ Hawkinson, tight end number six. I was really expecting him to have a bigger year. Elijah Moore at 43. And then the San Francisco defense at 7. 122-103 uh, to 103 here. Kyler Murray sitting on the bench. I anticipate he will play this week. If he does, you play him QB8 for me. Uh, moving on to the what I would call the main event, again, partially because I'm involved, but it's also a very tough matchup for both teams this week. We've got Blood Brothers versus Jake the Snake. Now we've got Josh Allen, Justin Jefferson, Michael Pittman Jr., Jonathan Taylor, Zeke, Mike Kosicki, Chris Godwin, and the Tampa Bay defense here. So Antonio Brown... Broke the news to you a little bit ago. I'm sure you've already heard it by now. Uh, Godwin and Evans are going to continue to be rising stars in this offense because of that. Um, Also, there was a report earlier today that Antonio Brown needs to rehab the hell out of his ankle more. So he may not be back at all this season. And now with that injury and factor, I don't know there is much value left in Antonio Brown. I'm going to hold him on my bench until I figure out what's going on before i do anything like drop him. But, yeah, it doesn't doesn't look great for Antonio Brown's value rest of the season. Josh Allen is QB2 against Indianapolis this week. Uh, Justin Jefferson is 7. Like I said, I expect uh, Pittman to have a great game, uh, even though it's Buffalo. Um, you know, it depends on, on how they do it. This is like a stack that I wouldn't want anything to do with as a wide receiver and a running back on a team. But both produce very well. Pittman and Taylor both um Jonathan Taylor is my RB4 this week Buffalo is a really good defense uh weather looks like could be scattered showers so it could be a run game that might not be great for Pittman but it's going to be great for Taylor um Buffalo has literally let up the least amount of points to opposing running backs it'll be a very interesting game to watch Jonathan Taylor is the number one running back in fantasy football right now because of the injury to Derrick Henry Zeke at uh RB8 I just don't know. These games tend to be shootouts with Kansas City, but Zeke has been playing really well here. Uh, you know, he needs more touchdowns than he's gotten since coming out of the bye. He's just just a two here since week seven. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Zeke will be an interesting play. Mike Iseki is bound to have a bounce-back week. He He's had a couple bad weeks. He had seven targets and no catches last week. That almost doesn't happen. Like, statistically seems like it shouldn't. Chris Godwin, WR9 this week against the Giants. Very, very, very generous. Uh, you know, he he's catching a lot of balls. He's typically seen an average of around nine, ten targets a game. Love Chris Godwin. And then the Tampa Bay defense against the Giants I have as number six. Lamar Jackson QB1 against Chicago. We all know why that's going to be. Terry McLaurin cleared from the injury report. WR17 against Carolina is really good um, against wide receivers. As a matter of fact, they're third against wide receivers for the year. This Terry McClure, and he'll get a lot of targets. He can produce some really good fantasy numbers um, on some odd catches. Keenan Allen at Pittsburgh, WR10. DeAndre Swift against Cleveland. Cleveland's defense is really beat up right now. Don't be fooled by the brand name with Cleveland. Um, I like DeAndre Swift at uh, number 33, plus Jamal Williams is, is injured. And it is just swift in that backfield right now. He had 33 rushing attempts last week. Just 33. No passing attempts. Super weird for him. Not a game script that they did that with. James Robinson was coming off of an injury. He sat out for one week. Uh, He came back. He rushed 12 times for 57 and a touchdown. Gets 18 fantasy points. He's one week removed from that. Showed up on the injury report with a knee injury. Um, so he's he's battling. He's got 100 attempts in the year with almost uh, 550 yards and six rushing touchdowns. He is in the RB2 territory. Mark Andrews, tight end number four against Chicago, expecting to have a pretty decent game here with 14, 15 points. I've got Godwin just slightly ahead of Mike Evans here. I've got Mike Evans at WR12 this week. I expect him to see more shadow coverage from Stephon Gilmore. Um, and then Buffalo's defense at number four against Indianapolis um indianapolis is scoring some points this week but it is buffalo's defense got a lot of sacks in the air got a lot of good penetration here so yahoo has our line dead pretty even they got 130.94 to 130.24 in favor of blood brothers i lean that same way i go 129 to 125 in favor of blood brothers here um very stingy too i just it is definitely worth noting we see this pretty often in the league teams that don't generally make a lot of moves mean that their team is healthy and they're comfortable. This is that team that has been incredibly healthy this year. Uh, this is a boast to them for... This is not a knock on them at all. We just want to point that out. Healthy and depth is important. Because even if we lose a running back on this team, we're still leaning on an RB1-2. And that's Daryl Henderson. So, Zeke. And the, And you imagine if he had an Eckler. I mean, just think of it that way. Like Eckler and Jonathan Taylor... And, and then uh, Daryl Henderson too. So th- there's some depth here at running back. And then uh, wide receivers really good too. I, I love Pittman for the year. Um, obviously, I think Justin Jefferson is a stud, um, and Chris Godwin too. So there's there's a good three three combo there. T Higgins to backup. Um, not too much after that, but there aren't going to be a lot of teams in a ten man league that have too much backup after that kind of that kind of injury. So um, week twelve, just looking ahead here. Raising over the matchups here, uh, we've got Pontiac Bandits and Jake the Snake. We've got Blood Brothers and Hans Molman. we got Bone City, and this is the year. we got Camper Dude and Kickers Are People 2. We've got Galus Jensen and Thundercats. I, I sort of expect or hope or, you know, uh, yeah, I mean more anticipate that Thundercats is going to make a little run here towards the end of the year. Uh, schedule gets a little easier for them. Camper Dude and Kickers Are People 2, that's going to be a bigger matchup, if, especially if Andy loses this week. Um, I don't think he will. Bone City, and this is the year. Uh, give that one to Brett here in advance. And then Blood Brothers and Hans Bowman. That one's going to be a dogfight as well. And then uh, Jake the Snake and Pontiac Bandits. Pontiac Bandits has Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes on by this week. So, yeah, slotting in a quarterback and a tight end at the same week is a really difficult ask, especially when you don't have either backup sitting on the bench. That's going to be purely waiver, purely trade-related. Um, trade deadline is coming up this upcoming week. I sent a text out to everybody to let them know, but just reminding you here on the podcast that the trade deadline is coming up. So if you're looking and you're sitting in a good spot for those playoffs, you're going to want to like try and finagle your playoff spots right now. Look at schedules, look at players that you want to bring you into the playoffs. People might think you're making silly trades heading into it, but you know, you're going to fight for your logic one way or another. So going forward, figure out what it is that you're trying to do with your team. Um, Yeah, that's all I've got for this week. Pretty short and sweet. Uh, Good luck on your matchups. Anybody who's fighting for a playoff spot, good luck with that as well. And we will see you next week.